Did you know that fandom can be its own kind of superpower? Today's show is about taking a bad experience and turning it into something good through the power of fandom. Move over, DC and Marvel. There's new superheroes in town. Stay tuned to hear how today's guest became a force for positive change in the gaming community and beyond. Welcome to Replay, the show that invites you to join us at the game table. I'm your host, Clara Mount. On Replay, we are building a more inclusive community by creating a space for underrepresented gamers and their allies to share their voice. We'll tell stories about our experiences and provide new perspectives that challenge our community to think a little differently about who we are and what we do. Replay is a Victor Media Group original. You can find episodes of this and all other Victor Media Group shows on our website at victormediagroup.co. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe and connect with us on your favorite social media platform. Today, our guest is Whitney Reisner. By day, she is an IT business and data analyst, which is in itself a pretty cool job from what I hear. Um, but by night, she serves as the board president for Superheroines Etc., which is also known as She. And that is a nonprofit that's all about using the power of fandom to fight for equality and representation. Whitney has been board president since 2020, April 2020, but she's been on the board since 2017. And I, for one, am thrilled to have her on the show. Welcome to Replay, Whitney. Hello, everybody, and thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> so our first uh, segment, we just want to get to know you a little bit. Obviously, people don't know, necessarily know who you are. Um, but we're all here to talk about games, so we're going to talk about your love of games. So let's kick things off. Can you tell me what is the number one reason that people should care about games? Okay, so... My number one reason people should care about games is actually three reasons. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> so it fosters creativity. It fosters expression and freedom of expression, but it also fosters a sense of freedom in general. Mm -hmm. um, when I sit down at the table and I play in any of my RPGs, um, you're creating a story, you're thinking creatively, you're thinking critically you're free to be and play and create how you want and you can express yourself how you want safely at the table so that's kind of my uh, why you should care about gaming <laughs> I love that <laughs> and I love that you're already overachieving with your three whole reasons for my one question <laughs> <laughs> it happens um so what was your first introduction to gaming Oh, so if we talk about video games, we have to go old, old uh, Game Boy Advanced. <laughs> I... <laughs> I love it. I also had Mortal Kombat for whatever reason. I wasn't allowed to play it. But yeah, um, so Wait, you weren't I allowed had to play Mortal brothers. Kombat? <laughs> no, it really? was too violent. I had Shaq Fu, but Mortal Kombat was too violent. That's so funny. My parents were like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That all went out the window when my little brother started playing video games. So they're like, all right, that's fine. You can do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> they gave up. Uh, they, they, yeah, they gave up. Um, but before 
like right around that same time, um, I don't know if if you remember back in, you know, original Windows machines, there were those mm-hmm. educational games. So like you could play like math games or like you had to solve math problems yeah. to like do platformer stuff. Um, I had a bunch of those, but my favorite were always the um, the kind of storytelling or the ones where you had to like read and comprehend and you couldn't progress the story or the game until like you like read through things. Uh-huh. Um, and that kind of led me into when I was in middle school and high school and, you know, the age of, I don't want to say chat rooms because, you know, internet safety kids, but um, <laughs> like my friends and friends of friends kind of created our own rooms and we played like those um, basically like text chat RPGs. So like sitting down yeah. at a table without dice and and whatever and you're online. And so that was kind of my real introduction. Um, and then I didn't start actually playing tabletop RPGs until this is terrifying 2010. Wow. I made it like through all of high school, all of college, my early 20s, mid 20s, I don't know, until, you know, 2010. And then I finally found a group of people I was comfortable to be like, I really want to try this. And they're like, oh, we already have a group. Come sit down. And that's literally how it went. (laughs) That's really similar to my story, actually. I didn't play, like I tried to play in high school, didn't have a good group. Like they just a bunch of dudes and they just didn't want me there. And then college, I don't even think I played until 20, it was around when D&D 5 came out is when I got my actual introduction. It was like right before. So like, yeah, like 2011, probably 2012. So similar story. We all come to it at different points in our lives. (laughs) You find tabletop RPGs when you need tabletop RPGs the most. I love that. Can you tell me about a gaming experience that was really significant to you and why? So my most significant gaming experience is, it's going to sound bad at first, but I promise you it's not. (laughs) um, I had been in the gaming community for tabletop RPGs for, you know, quite a few years, but I really wanted to get into magic. Yeah. And I had playing with some friends and at my house with my partner and or my boyfriend and my best friend and I'm like okay I really want to go to Friday Night Magic like I want to play with with people this is a game to play with with people Mm -hmm. so we had our local shop that was like our comic book store and we're like we know that they play FNM there we like the owners because you know we have you know part of our pull lists there and and this that and the other let's let's go down there and my boyfriend was all gung-ho he's like oh yeah I'm hardcore gonna sit down and play FNM and it was like a pre-release night as well so he was already booked to play Friday Night Magic and then go straight into the the pre-release for the midnight release and we walk in and my boyfriend's like you know hey and like here and sat down and was getting all together and then my best friend and I um we're like kind of like hiding in the corner and, and being wallflowers and this kid heard like what was going on and um he like stood up and he's super super loud he's all the way across the room it's a small shop but still across the room and he looks at us and he puts his hand on his hip and then he like gets the finger and he's like hey you want to play you know you want to play we want you to play sit down and play <laughs> <laughs> and and so my best friend and I were like okay we'll play (laughs) what else do you say to that (laughs) yeah 
um we we ended up playing i came in top four for the midnight release nice. um i mean okay keep in mind that we only had like maybe 20 people like this was not okay, like a wide scale still, release come on still that's awesome for your first time it, come yeah. on <laughs> um and yeah first time so um he that kid led to becoming a really good friend of ours kept introduce kept bringing us in it spent the entire night introducing us to everybody around Aww. um he was kind of following us and like when we sat down and like we were going to go play up against our, our our competitor he was introducing us and like giving us stories and like opening up the the room to to chat and um his best friend came over and was teasing us and um his best friend ended up marrying my best friend and oh I my god the wedding so we have the content i want (laughs) we have a magic marriage in the family yes oh my god that makes me so happy it's like the guy was like a an ambassador for that community right like he just like came out and was like nope you're one of us now (laughs) that's amazing i he's like you want to play you know you want to play i want you to play sit down and play already (laughs) i feel like every local store has one of those people though like Someone who is aggressively like I feel become like one of us. <laughs> yes, like become one of us. Join the dark side. Join we don't really us. have we just, don't really have cookies, play. but we do have you know strange pieces of cardboard that have magical powers, so it's fine. <laughs> and you pay a lot of money for it, and you hate life, <laughs> but it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it for the fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> well we're already starting off strong uh, <laughs> so I feel like I have to ask you other than just you know obviously magic and games obviously brings people together in your world um what does gaming or games themselves like what does that mean to you to me it's I, okay, so this is like really, really weird. And I feel like you have to have at least a little bit of a, of a backstory for me. Um, I've always been like this really weird balance of an introverted reader that wants to sit in the corner and not talk to anybody versus like the center of attention for my group of friends that wanted to keep everybody together and keep them all engaged and doing something together. Mm. So like to me, some of these games kind of became a way to blow blend those two things and those two sides of me like I can get lost in this story but I can get lost in this story that I have a part of that I'm telling but -hmm. I can also get lost in the story with others because when you're reading it's a solo story but if you're playing an RPG or you're playing a board game or you're playing a trading card game you're lost in this story but with other people at the table with you Mm -hmm. so it's I don't, I don't know. It was just like this big way to just pull all of these things that I love together into one. That's awesome. I've always tried to introduce people to tabletop role-playing games as collaborative storytelling. Yes. Like, I feel like, especially with D&D and there's a lot of more like combat oriented ones out there, but that doesn't have to mean that it's a combat game. And so that's, that's, that really resonates with me. I like how you explain that. So um, we're going to take a quick break before we come back and get to the meat of today's episode, which is going to be gaming for social change. Stay with us. 
All right, welcome back to Replay. We are here with Whitney Risney, who is board president of Superheroines, etc., and a generally cool person. She has a truly powerful story to share with us today about how she chose to make a difference in her local gaming community. So let's get started. Um, Whitney, you mentioned to me that you had some experiences that led to your getting involved with She. Can you tell me about those? Uh, yeah. So um, I had a couple of really big experiences, um, which unfortunately is fairly common <laughs> um, for for women and and LGBTQ and BIPOC members of the gaming community. Um, I went to many, 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 many years ago, I went to my very first con and big con, big deal. I still go. I love the con. This has nothing on, on them. Um, but I, I walked in and, um, in every single room that I was in, whether it was a teeny tiny gaming room or a big open I don't know, 500 table room, I was like, I really felt like I was the only woman and I was being watched everywhere I went. And the few times I sat down to play at that con, it was very much a, uh, oh, are you just here because your your boyfriend drug you? Um, do you even know how to play? Do you even like RPG games? Um, wow. And, and kind of like being talked down to. And I'm like, I've been playing for a long time. Um, so that that experience kind of upset me. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, it had nothing to do with the convention. It was just the people in, in the community. Mm -hmm. And I had some great experiences at that convention that same year, which is why I keep going back. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of like... I guess kind of left me a little dejected like I didn't really have a place in in the community and I had to justify being there and I had to justify my mm -hmm. space and my place at the the gaming table um and then a couple years later like I mentioned earlier I was super into magic and um I had a terrible experience at a magic tournament at another convention mm -hmm. and um it, you know, judges got involved and the judges did nothing to assist me, even though the other player was was slow playing me, basically. Um, I was going to win and he, he purposely slow played me um, to force us to draw in our third game so that I wouldn't win in advance. Wow. And they wouldn't do anything about it. Um, and he was terrible like everybody around us like I had like, all the other players that were at the the tournament who were sitting next to us was like he, the things he's been saying to her have just been it was just very very sexist and very very derogatory and it was just really hard to stay there and I was really just kind of almost done with magic at that point but I was like all right I'm you know that was one thing people come from all over the U.S. for this tournament it, it's not my community my personal mm -hmm. community I'm going to go back to my community and I'm going to keep playing well that amazing gaming shop that I told you about they closed oh. and we all had to move to another shop and while the vast majority of our group went to the new shop um, it was just massive it was m massive, massive, massive. Um, Friday night magic was just 
you know, huge. And um, it was literally the same experience that I had at that magic tournament over and over and over every single player that I played. um, I only made it through two FNMs at that new shop. Every single match was against a new person that wasn't from my old group. And every single one of them was like, I don't want to sit here and like repeat what they said because I don't want to give, I don't know. Power to it. Power to it. But it was it was derogatory. It was saying that I didn't deserve to be there, that I didn't have a place there, that I was just doing it to impress boys and to get a boyfriend or this, that, and the other. And I didn't really understand magic while I was winning. (laughs) And it's even worse when you win. Yeah. And, and I, um, like I said, I only played two two FNMs at the new shop and because of everything that had happened in the summer and then now it was in my local community, I I left that Friday Night Magic. I packed all of my decks up. I put them in a box and I didn't touch them until the following year when I went to my favorite convention and I brought the box with all of my cards and I went up to one of the booths and I just sat them down and I sold them. I sold wow. everything. Um, and I was just lost. Like I was basically run out of a game that was my world for, for years. That was my community and my, a really great place and friendships. And my best friend married somebody through magic. Like yeah, magic yeah. was our life and it was taken from me. And right about that time was when I met a woman named Carolyn No. And um, she was married to a friend of mine from college and and we just happened to run into each other at a uh, local comic expo Mm -hmm. and we became friends on Facebook and I saw that, you know, she had founded and um, was the executive director for this nonprofit. And I started looking into it and I started talking to her directly and she told me her story that was very similar to mine that, you know, she was really into board games and RPGs and didn't really have a place. So she started this nonprofit to have a place for women to get together and play board games and play tabletop RPGs. Um, So in 2011, 2012, she founded Superheroines, etc. And um, she was telling me about it. And that same year, I joined as a board member, I had never gone to an event. I had, we hadn't even opened a chapter in Cincinnati yet. It was still operating solely in St. Louis because she had just moved here from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, we hadn't had an event. I hadn't attended anything. I, I knew nothing about it besides the fact that Carolyn was this fantastic person. And this message was creating this safe place for women and LGBTQ non-binary BIPOC players to come in and learn board games and learn tabletop RPGs and play together. And I was just like, I don't care. I'm in. Like, what do you need from me? I'm in. And she's like, well, we need volunteers and board members. And I was like, I've never done it. Don't care. I'm in. Let's do this. Like, I do not want another person to go through what I went through if I can can avoid it. Um, And so I joined in July of 2017 and I'm still on the board and I'm now the board president. And um, that's, that's what we do. Our, our core um, goal and mission is to create this safe place. So we run these learn a game night events. We run, um, we call it geek university. So Uh, we had like, 
GMing 101. We had LARPing 101. We oh. had Steampunk 101. Like everybody in the community come in and learn like the basics of these different like geek fandoms or geek silo kind of things and and see if this is something that interests you like you see all of these awesome cost steampunk costumes in in the steampunk world and the airships but you don't know anything about it and you're always too afraid to ask at conventions mm -hmm. come in and, and learn from from members of the local airship um and so that's how we really started fostering that community like come in learn ask questions be here um and and share um and we open up to share and of course, you know, we're really big components of um, anything that makes your geeky heart beat is a geek thing. So if it's art, if it's reading, if it's math, if it's networking and business analysts and data <laughs> analysis, like that makes you a geek. And we try to run pretty diverse um, events for that. We've done a lot because yeah. like we see all of these needs in, in the community and, you know, I've been there and I've lived it and I've been isolated and on my own and felt like I didn't have a place. So it's like, we just try to make a place for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so how do you feel like through your work with she, like, how do you feel like that's changed like your relationship with the gaming community? At first, it was no real change. I like I don't want to say like it kind of felt like it was me against the gaming community because it wasn't. Um, but it, you know, we really had to fight for a place. Um, but we then found the right gaming stores and we found the right people, and then it just it just blew up and. <laughs> We made the the right connections and um and it made me it made me be happy and proud to be a part of the gaming community and i think that it made that change within maybe nine months of me joining the board which is oh wow mainly quick yeah right? i had given up on on magic i walked out of the community and even to this day i still haven't picked magic back up i don't i can't I'm not ready to pick it back up, but um, just that whole like being kind of sidelined from even the the RPG community at conventions, like I just felt like I didn't have a place. And within six to nine months of being on the board and building these relationships and just going out and talking to all of the the store owners for local gaming shops and all of these other gaming groups in town and talking to them on a more official basis like here's the problem that we see here's what we want to do to fix it are you in and people were like yes let's let's do this this needs to be fixed this is a oh problem. that's awesome and and within six to nine months i was i went from feeling like i had no place in the gaming community that i had no leg to stand up i had no allies to being my own voice to joining my voice with other voices with super heroines to building a place for us and and so like i don't know like i my time with super heroines has changed my outlook not just on the gaming community but in in life in general um, and I've taken it to my my real life job as well, because I'm a female that works in IT. 
and specifically on the software and application development side. And I have very similar stories on in that world that I experienced with Magic the Gathering and at those conventions um, in my professional life. And I have taken what I've learned from superheroines and the fact that like, okay, you see this problem, it's against you, but there are others out there like you. You might not see them right now, but they're there. Mm -hmm. Go look and you will find them. And sure enough, I found them. And my last three jobs have been incredible places with incredible people that have fostered um, change and improvement and betterment of of everybody on the team and in the company. And it it's given me this perspective of, okay, I don't have a place. I'm excluded from this place, but there's others like me. And if we join together and if we put our voices together, we can work to make a place for us. That's awesome. That's, oh, I've got chills. What advice would you give people if they're looking to make those kinds of changes in their local communities? My big one is always like, find others like you. Mm-hmm. Um, find people who share that same same mentality because it might be hard, um, but they are there. And once you know you have you have a voice and you find somebody else that has a voice, the more voices you have, the more people will listen. Um, And the other thing is that I've found, at least in the gaming community, was I was having all of these problems with players and and members in the community. So when superheroines came into Cincinnati and were starting to build the gaming community here and and improve it, um, we went to the gaming store owners. We literally went straight to the owners and we said, this is a problem we're seeing in the community here's what we want to do to fix it. And we got the owner's buy-in. And once we had the owner's buy-in for all of these gaming stores and um, comic book stores and, and, and all of that, it, it trickled down, right? So the employees bought into it and then the employees helped us create these environments and then to support, to then give back to the stores and the employees or the other nonprofit organizations. Cause we've worked with some other ones. Um, superheroines kind of built this um, inclusivity and diversity training. And we've gone into these stores and these other nonprofits, and we've given this training for free. Like you're giving us a space to, to play. You're giving us a space. You're working alongside of us. We will train you on diversity and inclusivity and how to create safe spaces and how to be this agent for change, which is why we named it that way. Uh, <laughs> So like I worked alongside of, you know, the other board members to build it and to give it. Um, and so like, yeah, my advice is as hard as it might seem to to talk about it and to try to find others like you in the community, um, because the more voices you have, the stronger you are, or the more likely you are to not give up on the community. Um, even if you build your own, even if you never go back to that store or that shop or that game, if you find others like you, you are already building your own community. So if you can't join it, build your own. <laughs> and then the next piece of advice is go to the top, mm-hmm. go to the store owners and say, this is what's happening. This is where we see a hole. This is how we think you could get better. And then, you know, how can we help you get better as well? I love that. It's like a collaborative approach, right? Like it's not, yeah. you're not doing it by yourself. So even if you're doing it with other people who are like you, Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, getting the buy-in of like the store owners, that's also a kind of collaboration. And like, I, I love that. I think that that's like the definition of community right there. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get to hear more about how Whitney has used gaming to create social change outside of the gaming community. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Replay, y'all. We're here talking with Whitney Reisner, board president of Superheroines, etc., about how she's made a major impact on her local gaming community. So, Whitney, I know I kind of want to shift gears a little bit because we've talked about making change in, like, local communities, like gaming communities, right? But I know that, like, you've talked about using gaming events to tr create um, or to, like, contribute to other social change initiatives that are important to you. Um, can you talk about that with me a little? That's really what we did with that Agents of Change program. Mm -hmm. um, so we, like I said, we we found these board games and RPG games and things like that that focus on this certain aspect of of social change. So mm -hmm. the first one that we really did was climate change. And not only did we run all of these climate change seminars in the way to learn about it, but we had it built to learn about it by way of playing a game. So if it was a board game or an RPG game where you learned and played and got involved with social, um, with climate change through the game. And then we built something that we call a heroine's handbook um, where it goes into that subject in this example it would be um, climate change and then how what you can do to help and we always try to live list like levels like if mm -hmm. you can't really go out and do a, a lot of volunteering or do stuff like how can you help within your home how mm -hmm. can you help within your neighbors or your immediate family how can you help if you do have time to volunteer um and and kind of give that um as a as stepping stones because not everybody has time for everything mm -hmm. um, and then um we we encourage at least superheroines encourages our members to just continue looking and if you find a place that needs help help um and if you need more people and you need a voice and you need a community to back you come back to superheroines and we'll be your backbone um so we've, we've done that. Um, and then a really big program that we built and launched is something that we call the Adventure Goddesses program, which is the whole point of the program <laughs> is to teach um, women, LGBTQ, non-binary, BIPOC, members of the community, how to GM. So we work oh, really cool. closely with this other organization. So superheroines, we're super, super widespread, right? We mm -hmm. love all things geek. So we run all types of events. We're not focused on just tabletop RPGs. But there's another local uh, nonprofit here in town that all they do is RPGs. And so we work really, really closely with them on those RPG events just because mm -hmm. they do nothing but that. So they're kind of like our subject matter experts. And oh, cool. <laughs> what you know, we, we help them identify that they didn't have a safe space because they didn't have any members of that community with them. Oh, so they're like, you know, we don't have women coming to games. We don't have members of the LGBTQ or BIPOC communities coming to games. Well, why is that? 
and we're like well because you don't have anybody running games in that in those communities and Mm -hmm. so we did all that and we did all the safe space training um and then we worked together and we created the adventure goddesses program which is a um they're basically round robin cohorts so you get assigned a cohort it's very very in-depth but you sit at a table with members it's all women lgbtq non-binary bipoc uh players and Mm -hmm. not only do you get to learn how to play but you also like round robin GMing and you have mentors and we all sit around and we mentor you. And so we're teaching you how to play in GM while you're playing and GMing. And the hope is, you know, most of the players are never gonna go into the public community, which is fine. Like we just want you to learn how to play and to be comfortable playing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we have some, we've already had some success stories where we've had players and members of this round robin um, coming back into the community and saying, okay, I'm ready to run one shots for you. I'm ready to run games. Let's take what we've learned and all of the safe space training and um, inclusivity and diversity training that we've had. Let's take it to the community so that we can keep getting more people in. And, and so like, it's like this big, like web of let's just <laughs> keep going and going and going. Um, so those are kind of our, mm-hmm. our biggest two initiatives to bring change whether it's through social change through things like climate change um and and working with other nonprofits that are doing other things around the city like cleaning up the city um uh working around the city community gardening we've done things with like those types of organizations and we're giving back to the gaming community by trying to help them get others into the community but also expand and be more inclusive so there's a lot (laughs) Wow. I think I answered your question. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. We could talk for hours about just that. <laughs> How would you describe your community now? I know you said that you feel like your relationship with your community changed. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do a little like before and after picture, I guess. So before, right, you had... Um, these kind of negative experiences, you did have one group of people that you said were really, really good and positive and inclusive and made you feel really welcome. Um, but you found these other communities that made you feel really unwelcome. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it like now in your local community? For the most part, it's super welcoming. Um, I've been on the board for a few years. We're not a large board. We're not a large organization. Um, Mm -hmm. We're actually really, really tiny. Um, (laughs) But, you know, the things that we've done isn't just me. Like, I'm a part of it, um, but it's not just me on the board coming up with these ideas and doing things. But um, the change that I've seen in the past three years at most of the community, in most of the community, has been incredible. Like, you know, before I joined Super Heroines and before we started going out and talking to the local game shops and, and comic shops, like you walked into these small, small places and you kind of felt like an outsider mm-hmm. and you were always afraid to ask questions because you like, at least I, I keep saying you, I felt like I was afraid to ask questions. And I felt like if I asked a question about something, it showed that I wasn't you know, a complete expert. And then I would have to justify my, my fandom or justify my place being there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't feel that anymore. 
but like in the comic shops and the gaming shops like i walk in and it's not an, an immediate like staring down like why why is there a woman walking in here who's she here for is she just delivering food kind of like feel oh and it's, gosh uh, and now it, you, know, <laughs> you know what i mean though yeah no the very first store that i ever became a part of there were wonderful people there but there were like two women yeah in the whole store and it was a small store so i have to give them that um and the owners were great but it was it was very different that was the what mid-2000s exactly it was yeah the, the same time frame for me and um and now at least here in town when when i walk in it's it's just like, oh, hey, do, do you need anything? Do you need help? Oh, what do you think about this story arc? Or what do you think about this game? And and it's just like this, everybody's super, super welcoming. And don't get me wrong, part of it is because I found the, the places to go. Um, mm -hmm. Part of it is because of my work with super heroines. I'm, people kind of know me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of it also has to come or also comes down from the fact that, you know, we are seeing enough organizations like ours and change happening across the US that the community as a whole is starting to change in general. It mm -hmm. And it's not just here in Cincinnati and it's not just because of what Super Heroines is doing. It's because we're all using our voices and, and the community itself as a whole is changing. So like that big major convention that I go to every year I there's it's almost 50 50 women and men now and yeah. and it I walk in and there's almost more women at some tables than there are men and mm -hmm. like don't get me wrong it's not perfect it's not great there's still really bad things that happen and there are bad experiences but the community sticks together now and mm -hmm. yeah I don't know so like then and now it's it's hard to to really pinpoint and say like what made the change if it's a little bit of me changing my mentality a little bit of me finding my own niche like my own yeah. like, middle like small community within the community um if it's because you know super heroines it's doing its mission and creating this community and the community as a whole nationwide is starting to shift and change. Um, so it's a little bit of all of that, but there is a major difference in just the three years, four years since I've really been doing this. There's such a big difference between the community then and the community now. And mm -hmm. I love it. We have so much more to do, but I do not discredit the work that we've done and, yeah. and where we are now because it is beautiful and i sit down and like i walk into these stores and i just see all of these young kids and young girls and young boys and mm -hmm. playing at the same table and i see women and, and members of the bipoc community and and lgbtq community sitting there and running things and i'm just i get so happy and it makes me so excited to keep doing what I'm doing and so yeah. excited to be a part of that community. So yeah, that's the yeah. big change. Um, I actually feel like that's a pretty good place to wrap up. We talked yeah. about a lot. We did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do just wanna ask you, are there any final thoughts that you wanna share um, with whoever's listening to us today? I, I think it 
you know, I think I've said this before and um, it's, it's kind of my big thing because I lived it and it was, you know, I, I got excluded. I felt like I didn't have a place and I, I gave up on a few things that I really, really loved. And one, I, years later, I still haven't gone back to. Mm-hmm. And the biggest piece of like advice that I can give is try to find others like you. If you can't find them locally, try and find them online. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the One of the weird silver linings of the pandemic is the online community has yeah. just exploded loaded and finding gaming groups online and and being able to play with people that you wouldn't normally be able to is just crazy so if you if you find that you don't have a place in your local gaming community or you're you don't feel comfortable and you don't necessarily feel comfortable saying anything find others like you online like we do exist we are we are out here we love you. You do belong in the gaming community. You have a place in the geek mm-hmm. community, in the nerd community, whether it's comics or manga or movies or sneakers or hoodies, <laughs> like whatever you love, you're you are a geek because you love that thing and you have a place there. You belong there. And just try to find others like you. Yeah. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up superheroines again. Um, <laughs> how, if people want to get involved with superheroines, because that seems like a really good way to get connected with these people, right? Um, yeah. If people want to get involved, like, what's the best way? So we, like I said, we are really, really tiny. Um, we, we have these grand plans and grand expansion plans that will hopefully come in the next few years. Um, but right now we we are operating mostly online and in the Cincinnati mm-hmm. community. Granted, we're not doing anything in person, but you know. <laughs> um, but we are we are on Facebook, but our, our biggest thing is right now, most of our buy-in is happening on our Discord server. Oh, so okay. you can find the links to our Discord server um on facebook or you can message me directly so if you go to the the superheroines etc um facebook page and you message i get the message so you can talk to me um (laughs) (laughs) you can reach me there um my my email is just whitney at superheroines etc.org so if if you want um to get involved with superheroines you can go that way um but Superheroines isn't the only organization that does this. Um, mm-hmm. We're not everywhere. We want to be, but we're not. Um, but we can help you, even if we don't have something in your community, we can help you find a place in your community if you need it and if you want it. Um, so don't hesitate to reach out to me. That's awesome. So I'll make sure that in the um, description, I'll make sure that I drop links to Superheroines, et cetera, okay. and all that good stuff. Um, so that if people want to follow up with you, I'm sure they'll reach out. Uh, I think the work that you're doing is really amazing. And I really appreciate you sharing the story about how you took something that was a pretty negative experience. And instead of just letting it sit, you did something about it. And I think that that's something that um, anyone, anyone can do if we have a little help. Exactly. I think that that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I'm glad you had a good time. 
Thanks for listening. I'll be back again soon with another episode. You can find episodes of Replay and all other Victor Media Group podcasts at victormediagroup.co. Replay is a VMG original and is created, hosted, and produced by Clara Mount. The show is executive produced by J.B. Adams and Gerard Mitchell with sound design by Aaron Trinka and original music by Bison. It's the mission of Victor Media Group to make the world a better place by making ourselves better people. If you like this show, follow Victor Media Group on your favorite media channels and check out Bison's other tunes on Spotify, Bandcamp, and SoundCloud. Extra special thanks to all my listeners for hanging out with us today. Keep on playing and remember, you're always welcome at this game table. <laughs>